the console is one of the most powerful tools inside of Rails, one of my favorites, because it allows you to do so much. You can use it for debugging, or you can use it to uh, check the results of a different test snippets, or you can use it for modifying your database through the active record models in your Rails project. So you get this entire Rails environment that you can just interact with live. And so if you aren't using the, the console, then I highly recommend you get to know it because it, I know for me it's an invaluable tool. So let's start it up because I'm going to show you a few tips on using the console. And so the console allows you to input Ruby commands like one plus one, and you see the output result uh, instantly for each command you type. And so we can even use the uh, pluralize method provided by Rails, for example. And so the Rails environment is loaded so you can use any kind of methods that Rails provides, like the pluralize on a string. And now the, the console by default loads in the development environment, but you can change it to the production environment by passing production as a parameter to script console. You can also pass a sandbox to this, and this will load it into the uh, into a sandbox environment where any changes you make to the database through editing models and so on will be rolled back afterwards. So that's useful if you want to do some playing around but you don't want to do any permanent damage to the database. So that's a couple different parameters you can pass to it. I'm just going to run script console by itself. So this is in the development environment. Now let's fetch a model here. Let's do project.new and so this is a project. Notice the output result is kind of ugly. Now that, that's perfectly normal, but because the project model isn't designed to output its results very prettily. <coughs> Excuse me. But you can change this by um, actually calling Y on it, which will convert it to YAML by passing the variable to this method. So calling YP here results in printing the output very pretty so that you can kind of see what's going on specifically. <clears throat> and you can also use um, PP which is pretty printing by if you want to require that and then you can run PPP <laughs> and that formats the other output a little bit better but I kind of prefer the the 2YAML format which is just YP. There we go. Now the the console allows you to have some auto completion features and so if we just type in act, do a couple tabs here, then it will show you, for example, here the different constants with the, let's start with the word act. Or we could type um, foo.to underscore. And this tells me all the methods that work on a string class. And so that's, that's really useful, actually. So just do a couple tabs and you get a free autocompletion. And, but this has some limitations, and that is that in the custom models that you make, it may not appear in here. So, for example, I have a, uh, let's see if the project is showing up. The project is, but sometimes it shows up, sometimes it doesn't. So let's do a project method, uh, the n. So this shows new record and nil, but I actually have a name method as well, which just happens to return nil. And so let's... See now it's showing up. So sometimes it's a little flaky on what it shows in uh, the 
custom modules that you add, but other than that, it's pretty cool. So let's see what else. In, in the console, you have access to actually a controller, which is access through app. And so if you just type app class here, you can see that it's an action controller session. So that's really cool because it gives you a lot of power. You can access the controller like this, called get on it. And let's call, uh, let's say projects slash, let's just do projects. And this will return the projects index action and it'll actually fetch all the projects. You can even use this further, maybe call flash to see if there's any flash uh, messages or call sessions or let's do assigns uh, projects. And we can see the projects instance variable, which I guess right now is nil. I'm not sure why, but you can also do app.cookies and you get to see that the session ID. So that's pretty cool. You have instant access to a class, which you can, a controller class, which you can use. And this um, is kind of, if you're familiar with unit testing inside of Rails, this is similar because it allows you to call methods like get and post on that controller. So let's see what else. We also have access to a helper method, a helper uh, module in a sense which is allows you to call helper methods through this uh, helper. So you can call maybe text field tag, and that returns the HTML output. You could do maybe pluralize uh, five, let's do item, and that shows you five items here. But this has some limitations, and that is that if you try to do any URL or link generation, then it doesn't really work. But if you are, um, if you go to or the blog, there's a post on there which gives you a workaround for doing that, and I'll I'll put a link on the uh, the show notes for this episode. So take a look at uh, the helper method as well. That's pretty useful. Let's see. Um, you can also, what I I often do a lot is call methods on an object to see the different kind of methods that it has access to, and you can see the app the controller has a ton of different methods. But let's say I want to uh, restrict this a little bit. And you can hit the up and down arrows, by the way, to access the history of commands. And I can do a grep on this because this is just an array of uh, strings. So I can format this however I want in Ruby. Um, I can do grep. Let's do uh, all methods that end in path, maybe, and sort that. So that's pretty cool. Shows me different kind of methods, and let's say I want to do this in the YAML format. I could hit the up arrow and try to go back to the to the beginning and put a Y in there. But that's kind of a lot of work. And um, there's uh, the console provides something else which is really cool, and that is the underscore. Now this is a variable actually that gets set after each command as the output of each command. So see this right here, the output of this command last command uh, gets set to this. So if we just type that, we'll see the same output. This allows you to put this inside of a different command. For example, you can call y and put that underscore in there. And it will call yaml on that output that was in the last command here. So you call y underscore. And you can see the output in the yaml format, which is a little bit prettier and allows us to see it in a better format. 
Now if you try to run this command again, it won't work because the last command returned nil, as you see here, and so that won't work. So there are some limitations there, but it's, it's a pretty useful command if you just want to quickly repeat the last command and put it in a different context like that. Now the last thing I want to show you is um, how you can make a file called irbrc to run automatically before loading the console or IRB. And so let's, let me generate that. You can do, this goes in your home directory, but if you're in Windows, it'll probably go somewhere else, but I'll put something in the notes for, the, for you guys. And so let's generate a file here in our home directory and call it .irbrc. And in this file, you can put any kind of Ruby commands. And so you can put maybe require pp if you want, or you can um, maybe override some methods inside of the object class. Let's just do something real quick here. Um, let's do foo return bar, just so you can see it happening. Now the object class is kind of special because it is what the base class of everything and the base class that the actual console has access to. So if we save this file and open script console again, now this file will automatically get loaded before it comes to this console prompt. And so you get to run, we can run foo and see that it works. Or you can run pp and, and see that that works as well. So that's, that's a really cool way because you, really cool thing, because you get to create your own methods and override other methods and do some hacking when you're accessing uh, the script console, the Rails environment through that. And so that's pretty much all I have to show you. So I'm going to put a lot of links in the show notes which you can access on railscast.com. Just click on the episode title for this episode and you should see a bunch of links on there because there's quite a bit of stuff out there on the internet, uh, more than I could show you on here. And um, I hope you found this useful. Hey, a new peep code episode just came out. It's titled Rails from Scratch and it's the first part in the series. So if you are just learning Rails and just starting out, then I highly recommend you check it out. It's, um, it shows you from the beginning. It doesn't assume you have any Rails knowledge, but it assumes you have some programming knowledge. So if you are struggling with Rails or are you just starting off, then uh, check out the latest peep code episode, Rails from Scratch.